often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 490. I'm your host, Josh Albrecht, once again inside the Slapbox Penthouse. Living it up. What's a donkey style, but not really like a donkey. I don't know why I would say donkey style. I don't know why I didn't just let that thought go by the wayside there and disappear, but yet donkey style seemed like the thing to do. I don't know. For some reason, I'm thinking donkeys, and uh, I haven't been around one in, ever. I don't think I've... Have I seen a donkey in real life? You know, I'm not sure that I have. Not sure that I have. I've played Donkey Kong. Does that count? That's a classic. Classic arcade game right there. Some Donkey Kong. Love me some Donkey Kong. And uh, played a little bit of the Donkey Kong Country back in the day. Uh, probably, probably more of that than I did ever of the original Donkey Kong, to tell you the truth. I remember, though, being a little bit against Donkey Kong Country, even though I could tell it was an awesome game. But uh, I had the Sega Genesis, which did not have Donkey Kong Country. And uh, my my uh, good buddy, Toddy, had uh, the Super Nintendo. And uh, we had a bit of a rivalry thing going around. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> so sometimes it was... Uh, it was hard for me to admit when a Super Nintendo game was good. And Nintendo's made some really damn good games. And, uh, you know, <laughs> damn good games. I had the original Nintendo. I don't know what the fuck my problem was. Uh, so, you know, I should have had more love for Nintendo. But, you know, I had Sega Genesis, and I was like, no, fuck you, Sega's better. And uh, that's a Nintendo exclusive. I can't I can't be liking that. It was very silly. Very silly. One of my biggest arguments was always that Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo didn't have the blood code. You couldn't get the blood. And being the <laughs> uh, violence-craved child that I was, not getting the blood just made a game just not so good. Especially a fighting game. If you're going to get a fighting game, it should have some blood, right? Even though you still had to put like a code to get it in. The blood wasn't really that great. It seems silly, though, to be able to tear somebody's spine out and not see blood. Just saying. Now I'm starting to make an argument in my head again. Like, well, maybe maybe I, my argument was somewhat salad. No, no, it's probably not. Probably not. Ah, <sighs> uh, uh, yes. So, uh, yeah, we're in the new year's second episode of the uh, the new year of the 2021. Or Sorry, no, shit. I am already off. 2022, yeah. <sighs> It does seem like 2021 never existed, though, because the pandemic just kind of stretched out through 2021, and just uh, and as it's still in 2022, is fucking Omicron variant still fucking shit up. I'm just hoping that by the time March rolls around, some shit kind of you know levels off here, and that uh, there won't be any chance that I might get infected with some version of the coronavirus or. For whatever reason, the game gets canceled. The uh, that being the Blues game, where they're playing the Penguins on St. Pat's, and of course going to see the uh, Tool Show with uh, Shelley the day after the uh, Blues game, which 
I haven't made plans like that in like years now. So like it'd be, it's just hopefully the the luck is there to where I'm able to do both of those things or hell just one of them. Fuck. Let me get sick the next day or whatever. One of them get canceled, not both of them. It's just, uh, there's no reason for me to get paranoid about it right now, but, uh, just try to, uh, you know, mask up, I guess, and, uh, avoid getting anything. And if there's any other things that they want me to inject into my body, some, <laughs> that'll, the ward it off. Perhaps I'll take it. I was reading a thing the other day, actually, <laughs> about, uh, old uh fucked up cures for uh all kinds of stuff uh i'm going to collodial uh i'm going to spell that or say that all wrong uh, it's collodial colloy <laughs> colloidal silver yeah uh and uh <laughs> blue skin anyway that's uh yeah i'm trying to find some good pictures on this because there's a uh, whenever uh i read about this apparently this has been a sh- bullshit cure for all kinds of things th- through the years oh this is fucking great this is th- this is some fantastic pictures here this is uh <laughs> apparently the uh colloidal colloidal what however you say that uh fucking silver here is just a cure-all for everything nowadays that uh, people are swearing you know oh it cures covid and all this shit um which uh i i'm not gonna be uh, i i I would do this almost as a joke but uh, apparently uh people through the years again have taken this for all kinds of shit and uh, it's popping up once again here with COVID. And uh, the one of the side effects to it is it will literally turn your skin blue. And looking at these pictures of people, like it looks like like a joke thing. Uh, apparently, I from what I've read, from what I've read, that the turning of your skin blue is not like gonna hurt you, other than the fact that uh, you know it might be offsetting for people to look at you. <laughs> It's almost like a purplish hue. Looking at these pictures of these people, but their skin is clearly blue. And uh, man, it's freaking me out. It's really freaking me out. Uh, but <laughs> once it turns your skin blue, your skin's blue. And uh, I don't think there's any way to turn that back. And uh, from what I understand, if you take high dosage of this silver shit that uh there can be other uh side effects that are w- more worse for your health more than this being just you know your uh mental health cuz i feel like your mental health is going to be a little fucked up if you're just v- like pop a smurf over here but uh <laughs> i would almost do this as a joke if it was just like a temporary thing just to turn my skin blue for a little while but like i know i, I think i'm good so let's see what WebMD has to say about it. It is called Argyria, if I'm probably pronouncing that wrong as well. Uh, it is a rare skin condition that can happen if silver builds up in your body over a long time. It can turn your skin, eyes, internal organs, nails, and gums a blue-gray color, 
especially in areas of your body exposed to sunlight. Oh, man, I'd be fucked with all the running I do. Uh, that change in your skin color is permanent. Ugh. And uh, the symptoms, if you have are argyria, the symptoms may start in your mouth with your gums turning gray-brown. Your skin may start to turn slate gray, metallic, or blue-gray. This could happen after a few months or years, depending on how much silver you are exposed to. It may also affect one area of skin, or it could change the appearance of all your skin. Oh, it would be kind of funny to have a blue dick. Um, <laughs> or an asshole. Like, <laughs> just a blue asshole. Uh... <laughs> The discoloration may stand out most on your forehead, nose, hands, and other areas that are exposed to the sun. The whites of your eyes and nail beds may also turn blue-gray. Some people's internal organs in their abdomen, such as the spleen, liver, and intestines, take on a bluish color, but you wouldn't know this unless you had surgery. Wow, I didn't even think about the internal regions. Uh, and, of course, the causes you might get Agree if, if you take dietary supplements that contain silver. Use medications such as eye drops or nose sprays that contain silver or work where silver particles are in the air. When you swallow silver, it corrodes in your stomach acid and turns into silver salt, which can travel through your bloodstream and end up in your skin. When exposed to sunlight, the silver salt turns back to silver and colors your skin blue. This is similar to the process silver goes through when used in black and white photography. Oh. Uh, colloidal silver, this dietary supplement, can cause argyria, consists of tiny silver particles in a liquid. Makes Makers of these products may claim they boost your immune system and can treat cancer, HIV, and AIDS, shingles, herpes, and eye problems, but scientific research doesn't really support that. The FDA says other over-the-counter drugs and supplements containing colloidal silver or silver salts aren't safe and effective. Silver has no known benefits when swallowed and isn't essential to the human body. Hmm. And it goes on about more stuff. Ooh, there's a treatment. Let's see. Uh, treatment. The skin discoloration that uh, Argyria causes won't go away, but sunscreen can help prevent the color from darkening. Makeup can help hide the effects of argyria on your skin. Using a 5% hydroquinone treatment on your skin may curb the amount of silver in your skin and make it look better. Laser therapy may also help treat it. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah, I'll take the vaccines and stuff, but, you know, I'm not going to go too crazy with... Uh, what some what just some random person says I should probably take, but the the it's kind of like somewhat tempting to turn my skin blue just for the uh just for like if I, it would only last for like a week I don't want to permanently be a fucking Smurf I'm too tall for that and I'm not like super tall I'm just you know I'm like five eight I'm not like massively tall but a Smurf I would think I'd have to be at least like four foot. Maybe maybe three foot and some change before I'd start going. You know what? Maybe maybe it is a good choice to turn my skin blue because then I could do you know movie roles in Smurf movies. I'm sure there's gonna be another one at some point, right? Hollywood's just waiting to put out another trilogy of Smurf movies, which I've not that you know. There's been so many. Uh, now I'm gonna have to look up if there's a big Smurf movie. Uh, which I realized the live action, it had CG. So that's kind of a problem. 
They need to have more of a live action. Just paint people blue. Go all Lou Ferrigno with this shit. Go Lou Ferrigno Smurf movie. Paint people blue. But I'll show up and I'll be all down. I'll be like, I am painted blue, motherfuckers. Uh, oh, wow. The Smurfs on Rotten Tomatoes gets a whole one star. That's impressive. One star. <laughs> out of five. One out of five. I mean... It's not like Meatloaf would say, like, two out of three is not bad. One out of five is pretty fucking bad. So probably not going to get a sequel, but, you know, maybe if they have, I don't know, some really great director that's going to really turn Smurfs around. They want to go real realistic. They only go with people with Agria. And uh, they've been injecting fucking colloidal silver for, the you know, years on end. That could be a benefit. <laughs> be a benefit. That'll that'll happen. I'm sure. Sure, that's gonna be in the works at some point. My favorite uh, news story that I've ran into this week, though, has got to be, which I was completely unaware of. This uh, fucking uh, reality show it was a TL- TLC reality show. I guess since 2014, if I read that correctly earlier. Uh, 90 Day Fiance. Um, I, again, I don't really uh, watch TV anymore. I just watch Netflix and shit like that. So I don't, I don't catch the reality shows. I don't, I'm not up to date on that kind of stuff. So I'm not too surprised that this long running show would slip by me, but there's this, uh, lady here and uh, perhaps you've heard this already, um, which I got to say, I'm feel like she's fucking, I mean, she sounds like she's making huge bank. And I'm somewhat jealous that I have not been able to make this kind of bank doing said things. But uh, her name is uh, Stephanie uh, Motto. Yeah, Motto. Uh, And uh, she was on a 90 Day Fiance, which I I have not seen. I want to kind of see this episode now. But I I guess I'll just play this video of hers where she talks about it. But she had, well, I'll get into it a little bit. But the reason why it made news lately, she had a heart attack scare. Um, she went to the hospital, thinks she felt pressure on her heart, thought she was having a heart attack. And uh, it turns out it wasn't, but the reason why she, <laughs> she felt like she was having a heart attack. All right, like, I'll get into the video here in a second, I'll, you know. But uh, she, <laughs> uh, she changed her diet up uh, immensely and uh, to do this, uh, to, to fart in jars. She was eating a lot of beans and eggs to get gas, and all the gas built up and was giving her, I guess, a lot of heartburn, essentially, and she felt like she was going to die, went to the hospital. And apparently now she's uh, cutting back on the farting in a jar thing, but uh, apparently she's made a lot of fucking money doing this. I'm, I'm going to play at least some of this video she's got where she explains some of it. Um, Here we go. This is uh, Stephanie Motto. Oh, I need to stand up. Hey everyone, it's Stephanie, your favorite fart selling mogul. I could definitely say at this point in my life with confidence that I am the world's most successful jar fart seller number one. So I am really proud of that. And it is one of the crowning achievements of my life. I know it's a little bit uncanny and people think it's crazy or whatever. I mean, it's not like I'm a surgeon or a doctor. Like I'm pretty much just selling jars of my flatulence. I'm also going to be developing some 
fart jar Gotta love NFTs. America. And my fart jar NFT project is gonna be a way for you guys to get your hands on digital and real fart jars. And also to be part of a special exclusive Discord community where you can chat with me one-on-one. -on -one. And it's also a way for you to really cash in on this multi-million dollar enterprise that I have going right now. So How would I, cash I will in on link that? my fart jar NFT Instagram and Twitter account so you can go follow there and get all of the updates on when these fart jar NFTs will be launching very, very soon. So go follow. But I do like to think that I am making a difference in people's lives and that I am making a difference in the world. And I feel that every single time I get a review from one of my satisfied customers. I actually have a few customers right now who are so impressed and so obsessed with <laughs> yeah, obsessed my might be jars a better of word. farts. They love the, the scent. They love the imagery that the scent evokes. They love the fact that they can feel closer to me. They feel like they have the full girlfriend experience of being with me, except it's jarred, contained, and accessible for them only when they want it so they don't have to deal with me and my farts all the time. You know, maybe like a couple minutes out of the day, open it up, take a whiff, imagine what it's like to sleep in bed with me after a taco Tuesday, and then they can seal it back up wow. and go back and resume their lives, <laughs> which are unadultered by the annoyance of having a girlfriend. Well, oh, there's a commercial. And we're going to stop that right there. That's a good part, a good time to stop it, I guess. But uh, holy shit, man. I mean, that's she claims to have made like $100,000 a week off this shit. Like, I mean, holy fuck. I mean, this video is titled Customer Reviews of My $1,000 Fart Jars. Oh, which there's, oh, there's reviews. Holy shit. You know, she's talking about this and about these guys being obsessed. I mean, you've got to be pretty fucking obsessed, I would think. If you're going to pay $1,000 to get a jar of a woman's farts. Like, there's, I mean, I guess if that's what gets your dick hard, I mean, I get it, but, like, that's, that seems like, you know, <laughs> that's a, a high-level obsession there. Did you just drop one grand? On, like, how reusable is this jar? I've never farted in a jar and sealed it. I don't know how well that smell's going to last in there. I mean, after the first time you open it and smell it, like, how much of that fart is going to be left in the jar? I mean, there, it's like, man, I didn't like. I would imagine it'd be like a one and done thing. Like, as soon as you let it out, that there's, it's going to be gone. <laughs> like, it's not a refillable fart jar. Like, I don't think, maybe she does this, but I don't think that, like, once you buy a $1,000 fart jar from her, that you're able to then send it back when it loses its smell and be like, hey, I got that uh, uh, free refills on my $1,000 fart jar. Although maybe it's not a free refill, but maybe it's, you know, nine fifty for it since she doesn't have to buy the jar again. <laughs> I don't know what the results are. I know there's some great comments on this video here. As uh, Damn it, it won't let me scroll down. Oh, there we go. Um, the first one. <laughs> I love the name. Uh, I typed what I typed. That's the name. She, she typed, she will single-handedly be responsible for the mass pink eye pandemic. It's contagious, and I'm scared. I fucking love that line. 
<laughs> makes me think of the classic South Park episode when uh, uh, there's a pink eye outbreak that, uh, well, they call it pink eye, but everybody's turning into zombies from uh, Worcestershire sauce that was, people weren't being bald with it. But people are thinking they've just got pink eye. And, uh, <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> One person put uh, like commented on that girl's comment, too. She, she shouldn't have been allowed to send out these jars in the first place. There could have been traces of fecal matter in there. Not smart during a pandemic. Uh, yeah. Uh, man, that's a, that's a weird thing. Like, I'm more power to you for making money off it, man. Holy shit. If somebody's going to pay a grand for your shitty smell that comes out your ass, that's that's something. That's something. I'd be a little concerned, though, that those people might find out where I live. I mean, that is another level of obsession for, for someone. Like, it, if they're close enough to where they can smell what comes out of your asshole... Like, I'm sure to them that feels like a really tight connection. I feel like that's worse than, like, you know, like get it, having sex with a prostitute. And well, I mean, unless maybe you the whole time you're having sex with a prostitute, you're sticking your nose up their ass and just having them fart on you. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, like, it's, it's a weird, that's a weird thing. But as long as there's not too many crazies. But I guess if she's already a reality show star that she was on the 90 Day Fiance, which I guess she was just on one episode. I guess that's how that works. I'm assuming what 90 Day Fiance is works that that you spend time with someone for 90 days, that you're they're your quote-unquote fiance for 90 days. So I'm assuming she was just like on one episode. Can't say I wouldn't imagine she's like a huge reality show star, but I would think though with just that you're gonna get some crazies after you. I've read all kinds of horrible shit about uh, streamers, people on Twitch and YouTube, and such that just get harassed nonstop, and people have been murdered from like uh, people just uh, going a little too far with shit, you know, getting like thinking that they own them and such. But uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't recall ever seeing anything about farts being involved. Uh, yeah. Now I can't just not think about farts. Like I, I don't fart much. You know, I do a little bit. I farted, I guess, right before I, I did this. I didn't have a jar ready. But I'm thinking it'd be difficult for me to pump out a lot of jars. That's a lot of effort. You know, you got to fart in a jar. Got to package it. Email or email, you gotta fucking send it physically in the mail. I'm gonna imagine that kind of a package. I'm not gonna just stick in my uh, mailbox. I'll have to go down to the post office. Make sure it's packaged up good. The shipping on it, there's gonna be some price in shipping. You know, that's not a thousand dollars of pure profit there, and it's it takes a lot of time. I would imagine. I think the hard part for me was be eating a diet. I don't I don't like beans at all, so that's out. I'll eat eggs, but I don't eat a massive amount of eggs. I'm going to have to find something, I guess, that will make me fart a lot that I could somewhat enjoy. Maybe if I just... <laughs> maybe I should just shit in a jar. I shit a lot. So, Oh, man, that'd be brutal. 
like even if I didn't like shit in the jar, there's probably some laws against shitting in a jar and sending it. I'm gonna guess. I'm not even gonna bother googling that. If there's not, there probably should be. There should probably be laws about sending excrement in the mail, <laughs> especially nowadays. But what I could do, I guess, is when I shit at home, this, obviously I'm not going to be able to do this at work unless there just becomes too much of a demand. I'll have to sneak some jars in with me at work. Um, <laughs> but I could drop a deuce, get that nice shit smell going on, get that in the do- the, the toilet, the porcelain god. Just keep a supply of jars by the toilet as that's coming in, just like, you know. I mean, I could just test it out with one jar and just see how well this would work. <laughs> and then uh, just, you know, waft it into a jar. Just kind of wave it in. As soon as that shit comes out, get the jar ready and just like scoot, you know, go as close as I can to the toilet without touching the toilet and just get that smell in there. Just permeate it in there and then seal it. Seal it nice and tight. And then voila, you get the, uh, you'll get the, an idea of what doing my Jankum would be like. And if you're not familiar with Jankum, also commonly known as butthash, is of course shit, you shit in a jar, add a little bit of piss, and then you put a balloon on the top. Let the gases build up in the balloon, you huff it, and then you get to hallucinate, and then also like get the taste of shit in your mouth. I believe you can also get uh, forms of hepatitis that way. <laughs> Fun fact. Um, I have not partaken in said said thing, but uh, that used to be my nickname at, at one point was Jankum. Uh, the good old days, the radio days, the Jankum days. Um, <laughs> uh, now that I'm thinking about it, Jankum, you know, that I had that nickname, it almost seems like fitting that I should do something like that. But I, again, it, it seems like too much effort. And there is the problem that I haven't been a reality TV show star and I just don't think there's going to be enough demand out there for my shitty jars. You know, I don't think that uh, there's going to be a huge audience. I'm sure there, I could probably get one or two sales, but to rake in a hundred grand, like she's talking about in a week and let's see, that's a even man. Even if she's selling all those jars at a thousand dollars, that's quite a fucking few jars that she's selling in a week, man. That's a that's a business. I'm gonna have to look for deals. I'd have to look for deals on jars. You know, glass jars aren't cheap. You know, if I bought them in bulk, I guess I could probably get some kind of deal. Um. <laughs> Uh, I have had a lot of problems with gas built up in my system, though. I don't think it's because of, of diet. I did have problems. Uh, I was taking ibuprofen too much at one point. Thought I was going to die. I had somewhat of a similar situation, I guess, to where she did. But it wasn't like I didn't feel it so much on my heart. But I, I ended up going to the doctor, and they told me it was probably because I'd taken too much ibuprofen. <laughs> but uh, I do have to be more careful with how I eat these days. Because like ga- a lot of gas in your system can really fuck shit up, but I, st- you know, I still shit a lot. So there's there's that. I I got some kombucha earlier, so it'll it'll help push push some stuff out. Uh the booch. 
Okay, I should probably stop looking at a picture of her because it's making me... I'm going to minimize that and uh, may, maybe uh, stop thinking about farts and jars. Uh, that That is too good, though, man. That is... I admire the effort she's putting into it. And apparently there's been other people... I mean, obviously, there's been other people, and if you know anything about the internet or just fucking people and their uh, kinks and such, that, uh, you know, people sell weird shit. Like, there was, uh, like, in Japan, I mean, there's used panties you can buy at vending machines and such. That's been going on forever. And, there, hell, there was a episode of, uh, or, well, a season of, I guess, Orange is the New Black where they created a business where they were selling used panties from the prison. Uh, which I don't know if that's happened in real life, but probably after that, they were like, hey, well, we got to make this happen. We can make this work. You know, it might have been some guards. I mean, sh- the kind of money you could make. <clears throat> but, uh,. <laughs> I don't remember where I was going to go with that. <laughs> was, uh, anyway, um, I did get, uh, for uh, Christmas, I got a couple of video games that uh, got me uh, one of the uh, Hitman's, uh, out, was it Outer Worlds? And then the one I've, been, the only one I've played so far is uh, Resident Evil Village which uh, is not bad. I can't say it's like my favorite Resident Evil at this point. I'd, it would be a lot cooler for me to play if I had a working PS2 controller that didn't have stick drift going on. That's fucking annoying. PS, did I say PS2? PS4? Whatever. <laughs> it's a PS4 controller. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, I uh, I like the darkness of it. Um, I feel weird that there's lichens in the Resident Evil universe. I don't know if this is where if Umbrella created the lichens as well as the zombies. I mean, they've already got pretty ridiculous shit in the universe of Resident Evil, so I guess having lichens isn't that <laughs> that far of a stretch. But I like having what I like since I grew up. Well, shit, I guess I was pretty much an adult already by the time the first Resident Evil came out. I mean, I was I was a teenager at least. Um and uh so uh Resident Evil, I didn't on the say I grew up with it, but the first Resident Evil I played a long time ago now and I loved that first one. But I love the Stars team being in it. I'd love I don't know why. I just love the Stars. Uh Jill Valentine is my girl, you know. And uh <laughs> I love the, of course, the campiness of the original ones. Just the horrible, horrible dialogue with the like the Barry's character going, "Jill, you were almost a Jill sandwich," and like uh, just there was the I don't remember the character's name, but he got bit by a massive snake, and his big line was, "Ouch!" <laughs> like that's what I'm gonna be saying after. A big snake just ripped into me, and I'm dying on the floor, and just ouch! <laughs> like this hurts. <laughs> uh, but uh, 
I didn't. I didn't get to. Uh, unfortunately, all I played of seven was the demo. I never ended up getting around to actually playing that full version. I was like, I am a fan of the Resident Evil franchise as a whole. Um, some of them not as great as others. Um, but uh, you know, six six really for me. Six was like I. I never ended up quite fully finishing six. That one just like it. It didn't really have all that much to keep me going. Even though I mean, it had some cool characters in it and such. But uh, I am uh, I am a fan of the remakes though of uh, Part Two and uh, Nemesis, the Resident Evil Three. Thought those were very good. Um, and I like the the remake that they did the original Resident Evil on. Uh, the GameCube. I almost said Dreamcast, but no, the GameCube. Uh, and, oh yeah, there's there's some good good shit in there. But uh, eight eight's pretty entertaining. I haven't been. I've just been so busy. I haven't really been able to like fully immerse myself into it. Uh, I like the fact that the main character just keeps like losing limbs and shit. And it is the same main character from seven. Which uh, all again, all I got to play was the demo. I was hoping at some point that on the PlayStation Plus subscriptions that they eventually just give that game away for free and it just hasn't happened yet. Thought for sure at one point. There's been some sales on it. I should have just gotten it when it was on majorly on sale. So I always uh, planned on uh, playing that one. Um, I have not touched myself to the Lady um, Demma whatever. <laughs> I I don't know how to say her, her name. Dimitrescu, Dimitrescu, something like that. She's the, uh, she looks like a, I guess she's a vampire from what I understand. Cause there's lichens and vampires now and <laughs> Resident Evil. Of course there are, you know, um, uh, people have uh, apparently got quite the fetish of her. I'm sure that they would buy NFTs of her farts in jars. I bet there's probably somehow an NFT of that, <laughs> even though she's not a real person. Uh, people are uh, freaking out though about like ooh, they want to bang this fake character that uh, is this evil evil woman in there. As I'm just looking at weird things going on with her, like people's art of her and uh, nine foot. She's supposed to be nine foot six. Yeah, I knew she was tall, but damn. Uh. <laughs> There's a, it's a, it's a fun game. I, uh, I feel like I, apparently I didn't know until I was watching a video earlier, actually from a uh, X play with, uh, Adam Sessler from the old G4. He was uh, doing a review of it and, uh, I didn't know you could hunt. I knew that there was crows and stuff. I thought you could probably kill him. And I, again, with the controller, with the stick drift, it's fucking hard to do, <laughs> but you can get the meat and you can sell that meat at the 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 big fat guy with the store thing he uh <laughs> he'll buy your meat and then you can uh, of course sell it at the at there and uh get money for uh, guns and such um it, it's very much like the uh Resident Evil 4 there was a uh, i don't know uh, a merchant, I guess you'd say, a roaming merchant 
which is what this this guy does. He sets up shop at random places throughout the game, and uh, you can sell stuff there. Um, I'm looking at IGN's 100 uh, best games of all time, and man, I. And they've got a lot of games on here that you know I'm fine with being on the on the list, and my favorite games are not very high up on the list. There's some games I like that are higher up on the list than the ones that I would put as uh, my favorites, which uh, some of them I can understand why they're so high, but I just uh, man, yeah, I don't, I don't know who who did this, but damn you, I had just uh i i'm just not fully behind their list i just don't uh say who uh, created the list here it was by IGN staff so i guess quite a few people had a uh, had a lot of uh input in there borderlands 2 is up here on number 100 which i'd like me some borderlands 2 i'm fine with that and but it's not not like i'd say one of my favorite games of all time so um Final Fantasy 7, which I'm going to say, and they're talking about the original here, which I'm glad I wouldn't be saying the reboot, but uh, the OG, the original Final Fantasy 7, which I think has got to be my favorite game of all time. I spent more hours on that than any other game. Only at 98. Only at 98. Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag beat out Final Fantasy 7. What the fuck? And Burnout 3. Are we... Is this a joke? <laughs> is this a joke? Ugh. There's, uh... Now, uh, like, with that right out of the gate already to me is like, oh, that's fucking terrible. Fucking terrible. Uh, Then go to another one that I... I feel like... Uh, number 86 here is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. I feel like at least that one or the first one should be on the list. Um, but that one I'm not too I'm not too hurt that it's that low on the list. It's a great fucking game, but I don't I don't know that it needs to be all that high. I mean, it's some good stuff. And then they got at 84 the Resident Evil 2 remake, which I was just mentioned briefly there, which is what they say here is the remake redefined what a remake could be for players new to the game. This was a meticulously crafted survival horror experience. I felt completely in step with the genre in 2019 while veterans got to enjoy a lovingly crafted piece of nostalgia that felt like the weirdness of the original while updating the control scheme to a fluid over-the-shoulder camera far more suited to the way we play games today. The result was an uneasy but never frustrating, subversive but familiar all-remake should learn from this one. I agree with that assessment. That game was fucking great. So was Nemesis. Um... Mortal Kombat 11 is on here, like 82. Like, why not give it up for the original, the OG Mortal Kombat? Like, I've tried to get into the new Mortal Kombat's, but I don't know. I just just can't can't get myself into it. Fortnite's on the list, which I'm not a Fortnite guy, but I realize it's a massively popular game. I would think that would need to be on the list. I get it. And then Goldeneye, uh, possibly, it's probably in my top five games of all time. It is number 77 on this list, and uh, it's 007. I like the sevens. <laughs> they came at sevens here. Seven's my lucky number, and it came out in 97. Um, 
But holy shit, that game was just fucking amazing to me. It was my favorite first-person shooter probably of all time. Um, which on this list, I'm pretty sure they've got Perfect Dark like way high up on the list, which was sort of a sequel in a way, not affiliated with James Bond, but it was rare trying to like perfect what they did with Goldeneye, which was a really fucking good game. But I, to me, like when I played that game, it, you know, multiplayer on both games was where it was at playing team deathmatch against your friends, getting like three other guys or girls, whoever. But for me, it was usually dudes. It was usually a sausage party. Um, we would, uh, you know, cross the streams and then we whip out some golden eye and, uh, we would rock that shit for hours on end. But like the perfect dark, we played that shit a lot too. When I got that, but when we played perfect dark, you know what we did? We played the James Bond stages. <laughs> You got damn right we did. And uh, great game, though. I'm thinking it should be higher on the list. Donkey Kong's on here that I'm fine with. You know, A lot of these I'm totally fine with. Some of these I don't know why they're on the list at all. Um, Like I wouldn't have done some of these. And again, a lot of these I haven't played, honestly. Uh, Like. Why is Super Mario World 2 on here? Yoshi's Island. Why isn't it just the first one? But anyway, I feel like the first one's probably on here too. There's a lot of Marios on here. And of the Grand Theft Autos, San Andreas is on the list, which I thought was really good. It was a really fucking good game. Um, I haven't played, sadly, I haven't played the newer Grand Theft Autos, but I would think for me, like, I'm more of, man, it's a tough call. It is a tough call, but I'd say, like, Vice City for me is just such a fun fun game the story i love the 80s feel but shit san andreas is good too i can't really i can't really dispute it being high up on this list xcom 2 big fan of that one that's a 65 back to back 66 and 65 there grand theft auto san andreas uh call of duty 4 the original modern warfare is up on here which which i'm fine with that being i think this is the only call of duty on the list and i think that's one of the best campaigns that as far as campaigns go, I think that has got the best one where there's the uh, stage where you're a sniper and you're crawling through the shit trying to sneak up, get some kills. I think that's the best mission in a Call of Duty. Now, however, though, Call of Duty World at War is my, my favorite all-time COD. Uh, looking at these, yeah, something, I don't even fucking know. Journey, I'm not real familiar with that one. Um, there's a lot of the newer games and then there's all of a sudden boom Miss Pac-Man which uh, let's see what they say here I restore classic arcade and pinball machines and one of my favorite projects was bringing Miss Pac-Man cocktail machine back from the dead the rebuilt motor or monitor restored art and of course the speed chip that makes it many times faster you evil person you Miss Pac-Man made a popular addition to my home cade we run an occasional high score competition at IGN, and so I thought it might or would be cool to bring it into our lunchroom for a bit. For a month, the machine was never left alone. We work in an office surrounded by the latest toys and games that Miss Pac-Man attracted crowds. People changed their commutes to come in early and stay late just to play. Frequently, we'd be across the office in a conference room, and the strains of the Miss Pac-Man cutscene music would waft over and make everyone giggle. There are very few games which can create so much happiness after so many decades. Uh, I did just play Miss Pac-Man 2 briefly. 
over at uh, Jackman's when I went over there for the <laughs> fake gambling because they uh, they got one of the uh, mini arcade machines that uh, which uh, I forgot coin op whatever they uh, damn it I don't remember the company that puts them out apparently they're uh, just about to release some full size arcade machines Killer Instinct's the first one they're putting out though but which I don't really care for Killer Instinct. Uh, but it's got Battletoads on it as well. I love me some Battletoads, which is like, holy shit. That sounds... That sounds fun. Now, going going further more with this list, Diablo 2 at 49. I think Diablo 2 definitely needs to be in this list. I'm fine with that placement. Uh, World of Warcraft, I was never got into it, but yeah, obviously it's a huge game. Should be on here. Uh, see, they, and they have Final Fantasy VI ahead of seven. I don't even remember that much about Final Fantasy VI. It was so long ago. Final Fantasy VII, to me, is just the story of that. It's just so fucking great. Cloud Strife, Sephiroth. Sephiroth, to me, is one of the most iconic video game villains of all fucking time. And, hell, the antagonist of Cloud Strife and his sword. I mean, holy shit. People that don't play video games probably know who the fuck or can at least recognize the images here. Um, Metroid Prime's on the list. That one's good. I did enjoy that one playing it. Uh, that was the GameCube release, if I do recall. That was uh, uh, holy shit. But, uh, I would. I've heard a lot of bad things about the new one. Uh, and Resident Evil Four is on the list. There's a several Resident Evils on here. That's at number forty. I like Resident Evil Four, but I find that one was too much like uh, action based. And one of the reasons why I like the remake so much is going back more to the horror element. The darkness of it. And uh, the, uh, 7 and 8 seem like that's what they're more going for, which makes it uh, more exciting for me there. Um, Red Dead Redemption at number 7. I'm totally fine with that. And one of my favorite, another one of my probably top 5, top 10 at least, games of all time, Metal Gear Solid. The first release of Metal Gear in the PlayStation days. Uh, obviously not the first Metal Gear is uh, that would come on on the Super Famicom, and of course the uh, r- regular Nintendo. Actually, I think it might have been on PC first. I could be wrong on that. Um, but Metal Gear Solid to me is just such a great story. It's so fucking entertaining, and holy shit, I hope they really do a good, really solid remake of that at some point. It, it is playing it now, which I played it a couple of years, just a couple of years ago, but uh, the graphics, you know, don't hold up. Um, Ocarina of Time is on here 34 that one oh that might it's a tough call but that might be my number one six Nintendo 64 game of all time it's a toss up between that or, or Goldeneye I think I might have to play, pick that one that was such a fucking awesome game such an awesome game holy shit um, and then there's like uh, Final Fantasy 14 is at 30 here. It's above Final Fantasy 7. I'm still just dumbfounded by that. How? How is this this possible? Doom, though, beat that out. Which, the original, the OG Doom is what they're referring to. And holy shit, that was, that was a game changer. That was, it wasn't the first first-person shooter, but it was a fucking amazing one. You know, Wolfenstein came out. I think Wolfenstein might have been the first one. There might have been one before that. Doom was really the graphics, the sounds, just good stuff. 
Tetris is at number 28, the only Russian game that I'm aware of, video game that is, at number 28. And this one b- bothers me, and I became aware of this nowadays uh, somewhat recently, that Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, which I enjoyed the game. Enjoyed the game. I don't think it's better than the original Metal Gear. There's some I do like a lot of the elements they put in the game. You can change your uh, camos a lot. You can get uh, camos for different stuff and hide in areas. I enjoyed messing around with that. And uh, it was a fun game. But again, I don't think it's better than the OG Metal Gear Solid. But apparently, what I was going to say, though, is a lot of people have the opinion that uh, that is the number one of the Metal Gear franchise. And I'm just kind of surprised by that. As the... That first one was so good. The story, everything, the enemies. Um... Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I love this game, but it's number 14. I don't know that I pushed put it that high on my list, man. That's I really like Castlevania games, and that one was that was a damn fine game. It's a classic side scroller that came out it was I guess late nineties, early two thousands or so. But uh yeah. Super Mario Brothers 3, I'm all for that. Number eleven. That seems like a decent thing for it to be up that high. And they got Red Dead Redemption 2 above the first one, which I know that it's a lot bigger, but, man, I felt like that game just had too much. I really enjoyed the first one. And I got really annoyed by that game, is that it makes you work to get places with the whole uh, <laughs> getting uh, – got to get on a horse to get everywhere. There's some fast travels for things. But even when you're doing like a mission, like it doesn't like immediately take you to a place. It makes you go the whole like wait, spend time riding on a horse. And I feel like games these days end up making you do a lot of mundane things that you just don't need to do in a video game to make it feel more realistic. The reason why I play video games is to escape reality, not to like feel like I'm working, you know? Son of a bitch. <laughs> Give me a break, people. Come on. Uh, ooh, Super Metroid's up pretty high. That is a that was another good uh, Super Nintendo game, but uh, I didn't play it a whole lot because I had a Sega Genesis. I missed out there, as I was so against <laughs> Super Nintendo. And my parents didn't have enough money to get us both systems, so they they would have told us too, like, no, you've already got a system. What the fuck do you need this other one for? Um. Which, really, they've been right. Why the fuck? Uh, <laughs> the Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past. Another great fucking game. All, pretty much, I don't know that there's any bad Zelda games. Just good stuff. Super Mario World is number two on the list. Which was another great Mario game. I don't know that... I don't know that I'd put that... I mean, it was really good. I don't know if I'd say that's like the best of the best of the Mario I almost feel like I'd put the 64 Mario above that, which they have on here as well. Number one is uh, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which I i haven't really played. I watched Jackman play it because I don't have a Switch. It looks like a, ga- a good game, but I—I uh, I don't want to. I don't have the money to buy a Switch, though. Uh, Shelly's got a Switch now. If you want to play some uh, 
Breath of the Wild. But yeah, I feel like a lot of my favorites, though, just like IGN is just not on board with my favorites, and at least they don't think of them that greatly. I did read a list over their favorite like 64 games, and I was on par or on board with like most of their opinions on them. But some of them, again was like I just thought my favorites are just not <laughs> in the same level as what they're putting them at. Uh, I did like uh, 64. Man, there was some really fun games on the 64, and that was still yet a little before. Uh, consoles were hooking up to the internet. Like Dreamcast came out is a little while after 64 um, and you could hook up to the internet and I loved that when I got my Dreamcast. Uh, but it was like the first system to re- console system to really connect to the internet. And But I wasn't playing people online. I was basically just surfing the internet on that thing. Um, but what I was going to say with the 64, it had multi, there were so many good multiplayer games and that's why I love this 64 so much. It had four controller ports and it was like, a anytime you'd have like a group of friends together, it was just, you know, a good party, party thing. You know, you get, uh, which Nintendo would uh, come out more with like, with like the Wii and like really get people entertained more with that stuff. And, uh, I had a lot of fun times with that 64 and there was a lot of good wrestling games. I can't remember which ones. There was like the WCW ones. We would rock a lot. Those were fun multiplayer games. You do like battle royale stuff and uh, cage matches and shit. Good, good times. Good times to be had by all. You didn't even have to fart in a jar or anything. That was purely optional. Uh, I totally not. <laughs> I would like I would be curious to see like uh what somebody like open one of these fart jars. I I'm going to have to look it up now. Um maybe if I just go on YouTube because I don't want to find something where somebody's like jerking off. I don't want to go that crazy. I want to see somebody react to a fart jar. Uh <sighs> Damn it. Uh Fart jar review. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh oh boy. Okay, here's a <laughs> there is a somebody bought Stephanie Motto's fart jar and gives it a review. This is from three weeks ago. Holy shit. Okay, all right. We gotta we gotta play this here. This is this is too good. I was hoping for something like this. And uh, I'm gonna mute this while there's a commercial going on. And here we go. All right. I don't even know what to expect. Is it, is it going to be raunchy? Is it going to be heavenly? No oh, jeez. <laughs> he went all in on that. Dude, he was up that like he's helping jank him. I went too hard. <laughs> yeah, you did. You went way too hard. She ain't messing around. Oh, cut the camera. Cut this is famous You've news. You've seen the news all it's, over the uh, world. It's even made it onto TMZ with Stephanie Maddow. Well, I don't need the well, story. she's either. selling her farts, and she's made over $100,000 in just a couple weeks. Now, in a previous video, we asked you guys if you wanted us to buy the farts. And a few of you said yes. You dared me to. <laughs> so we busted open the bank, spent 500 bucks. Lo and behold, this came in the mail. 
Actually, can't wait to show you guys. There's a letter, really nicely packaged. And yes, I am going put some to effort smell in, that man. farts. Put some effort for you. Oh, that's nasty. And for those of you who are new <laughs> to Famous News, be sure to subscribe. I mean, I'm actually sniffing farts here. So that's like the easiest way you can show your support. Hit that sub button. And for those of you who are coming back, well, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Let's get into it. I'm in the hospital. Just give me the farts. Give me the fart here. Now it's the perfect stuff. He's dragging this out too much here. If you don't know the story, well, former 90 Day Fiancé star turned X-rated influencer Stephanie Maddow, well, she really turned her flatulence into an explosive business. Now, ordering uh, these farts was actually trickier than expected. We actually had to go onto her unfiltered account, which is just like OnlyFans. And uh, then you had to sign up for Steph Panka. I, I think that's her performer name. But in doing that, we had to pay her. So we actually paid for the farts and we paid for her account. Smart girl. <laughs> then you basically hit her up with a message. You tell her why you want the farts. Then you deposit your money. Now, on a good day, you can get a deal of buying the farts for 100 bucks. But on a bad day, like leading up to the holidays, well, this thing can set you back as much as $1,000. We got lucky. There was like a half price sale we got for 500 bucks. Then what you do is you wait about a week for this baby to arrive at your door from a delivery man who has no idea that you're a total scumbag. And, uh, well, the packaging's actually pretty good. It's well wrapped, so like the jar it's doesn't break. You even get a personalized letter. Oh my God, I've pre-read this, but here we go. Michael McCrudden, don't act like your shit don't stink. <laughs> Thanks for the videos and the free publicity. Stepanka and a heart. At least I got a heart. And, uh, <laughs> well, here it is. The uh, the beauty that is. For, like rose petals are a lovely touch. Perfect size. You can only imagine uh, this has been pressed up to her buttocks. Now, there are videos online of her, you know, putting the farts in the jar, if you're so inclined. <laughs> oh, my God. Am I? Am I I'm, I, no one in the office will join me to do this. You're on your own. <laughs> this is uh, the perks of being the CEO and a 10-year veteran on YouTube. I'm the one who gets to uh, sniff the fart. All right, we ready for this? Oh, shit. I don't even know what to expect. Is it, is it gonna be raunchy? Is it gonna be heavenly? Man, he is. <laughs> you can see the air come out. Like, he, he spit out when he, uh, I mean, he. I went too hard. <laughs> 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 that shit stank down it. Ugh. It's a fart. She ain't messing around. Oh, cut the camera. Cut the Don't cut the camera. It's the good stuff. See what I'm doing here for you guys? My God. I'm sure some guys get off on that. It's in there. Now it's in here. And I don't think I'll ever forget that smell. <laughs> oh, it's really like, I don't know, baked beans. I feel like there was a sense of femininity to it still. You nasty. Just maybe the, the rose petals. It wasn't a man's fart, but it was still rancid. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe. I'll see you guys in another video. Uh, that's pretty good. You. What is my life? You're more of a trooper than I am there. <laughs> oh, the fart jar. That is that is uh something else there.
That's good stuff. <laughs> uh, oh, man. To spend all that money just to make yourself sick, basically. That's uh, That's good stuff. Well, I think I'm going to wrap it up here shortly because uh, somebody, I've been doing the Duolingo. I was just doing it. I was like, you know what? I should go back to like learning Russian. Now back to learning <laughs> German because it's just easier. The, they have a, the German on there is like a lot easier to do. They have more things you can do with the German. Because um, at first I was just going back into it. Duolingo's free, but you have to watch ads on their normal thing if you're doing the free. Which is annoying. And they do it to where you're going against other people trying to get points. At the end of the day, like I feel like I've gotten more concerned about winning and getting points than I have been about learning a language. So <laughs> I don't know that it's really helped. I've learned some words, but at the end of the day, it's like a game. It's not really helping me fluently speak uh, Deutsch or uh, Russian or uh, Russia. I don't know. In the Russian... Um, <laughs> Or anything, but I've been uh, I've been uh, doing really good. If we can get some high points, not saying I can speak uh, German or Russian very well, but I've been getting some high points, and I'm in one of the higher leagues. And I was number one for the last I don't know five or six days, and so like the last day for this league, and I just got beat again by the Sarah Ward girl. Then she uh she took my spot. Um, which I'm not happy about. Not happy about. Oh, she's up ahead on me and by 200 points. I'm gonna have one day left. So after I get down here, I'm gonna have to fucking maybe go to the gas station get something to drink. Man, I am. I need something a little bit more more than money or money more than water. Uh, need something a little hydrating. I need to go and spend like probably an hour to just like fucking destroy this girl to take her down. Because we've been kind of going back and forth today. I was number one for quite a while there in this league, in the uh, uh, Emerald League. The last league, I didn't even come in the top three, but I was in the top three before that league. And over the holiday, I was just, like, really crushing it, uh, the New Year's. And, uh, and, well, last Monday, I head off. So I was, like, really crushing it on Monday. Now, like, I, I feel like I, just, like I don't care about learning a language at this point. I just want to get number one and just one time. And she's been back and forth. Uh, like, uh, I'll take one. She'll take it back throughout today. And uh, she's going down, that Sarah Ward. She is going down. I'm going to win this league. I don't care if I have to stay up all night and go through multiple different languages. I I might just pull out Irish again. Try to learn some Irish or something. And, but I will crush you, Sarah Ward. I will crush you. I do not know you as a person. You're probably pretty cool. You're probably pretty cool. <laughs> but in regards to Duolingo here, which uh, I got to say, if you really want to learn a language, Babel is a much better one to learn a language. You have to pay, I believe, for that one. But it, I, for me, when, when, before I traveled to Russia, I used the Babel. And it helped out way better than Duolingo. Much, much better. If you really want to learn a language, I'd say go for that one. Um, but uh, if you just want to play a game to score points, I'd say go Duolingo. Uh, maybe don't buy the plus. Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much it costs. I'll fucking watch the ads. It takes longer. But 
I'm just I'm just doing this to crush. I need to crush Sarah Ward. <laughs> I don't care if I ever play again, but I'm I'm gonna I gotta defeat her. So I got I'm gonna I guess I'm good now. I'm going to get off here. And uh, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.